2: recording hello happy 2024 2024
1: baby feel good about 2024 I feel good about the even years (laughs) do you is that a a bit of energy no I don't know if it's a thing it's it's a personal
2: thing it's a preference I like the sound of 2024 bitter yeah But God, it's making me feel old. Facebook's doing that hideous thing where I've been on Facebook again because I'm using Marketplace. Facebook. Facebook. (laughs) I'm using Marketplace (laughs) trying to like buy and sell bits and bobs. Mm -hmm. And for example, a litter robot, which is a cat litter box that's self cleaning and it's seven hundred and fifty USD, which I think I've already told you about. Trying to buy one of those today. How much? It was five hundred. Mm-hmm. But then she sold it to someone else, even though I said I'd be there at one forty-five today. She was like, "It's gone." I was like, "You're a fucking bitch." Yeah, that's
1: not that's not good Facebook Marketplace etiquette. Facebook Marketplace is like a zoo.
2: Everyone just
0: has I know, the worst she, manners. I know.
2: Hi, is this available? I'm like, yes, obviously. <laughs> Please fuck off. I updated the <laughs> listing and was like, if it if it's if it says if the listing is up, it's available, and then at my... Responses went from like, hello, yes, it is, like smiley face to hi, yes, to yes. Yes, like, full Fuck. stop. At least say something else if you're interested.
1: It's, and you've got to be so on it. Like, you've got to be, the response time is so high. Everything has to be sorted so quickly or people disappear. It's a very high stress environment. It's like being on the stock exchange, <laughs> it's like being a trader.
2: Yes. I bought um this really nice butcher's block for my kitchen off Marketplace last night. So nice. And then it was actually really, really funny because me and Amar drove to pick it up. And obviously like my, you know, what is it? Like thought process going into any situation is that everything's just gonna be fine and whatever. I hate I hate planning about it planning it and thinking about it. I think it's just like very unsexy. Mm-hmm. So then we drove there get there the woman's put it outside of the house on the front porch so i was like i don't even know if i'm supposed to like ring the doorbell or if we're just supposed to take it and then we tried to get it down her steps and i was wearing my little Magella tabby heels and like this jacket with really long sleeves and i couldn't like grasp it properly and then uh we tried to take it down the steps and i broke off one of the like drawers basically And then her boyfriend came out and he was so cool, calm and collected. By this point, we were like already bickering and he was so cool, calm and collected. And he was just like, do you want some help getting it down the stairs? And I was like, yes, please. And so he took it down the stairs, him and Amar. I just stood there supervising and then... When, we, when they got to the bottom of the three stairs, he just walked off. And I was like, how are we going to get it in the boot of the car? Like, how? And I was like, stop stressing like, you're stressing me out. Like, just shut up. And I was like, how? How do I need to call the man back? Like, what do we do? And um, anyway, the man ended up coming out again once he saw us standing in his neighbor's driveway for like 10 minutes trying to like, try to, we were trying to pull out the drawer at this point, which I don't even think comes out. And I think they realized we were going to break off the whole thing. But I was also like, "Isn't it also, isn't that also rude to not offer? Like, you're a man.
1: Yeah, you're not, it is rude to
2: offer to help get us get it in the car.
1: Yeah, that's that's very lazy. Feel
2: like monkeys in a zoo before <laughs> he offered any help. Wait,
1: what did you buy? I thought you meant a block for knives. For some reason, this is a what like a chest of drawers.
2: No, it's like it's called a butcher's block, but I don't know what it's called. I don't know if it's called that universally, but it's basically one of those big big cabinets with wheels. With uh, like a chopping board on the t- not chopping yes. board. Like it's like a it's like a big space that you chop things on and you like keep yep. my kettles on there, my toasters on there, it my travels. knives are on there.
1: It's on wheels.
2: It's on wheels. Spin. Yeah, I love it. Love it. And I'm it's it's quite it's it's huge. So um it's literally taller than my oven, which isn't that chic. But my my kitchen was just disgusting in this flat because it's a one bedroom house and it's actually really spacious. It's like I can't remember. It's like 800 square foot or something. So for one person, it's like fine. But the kitchen is the kitchen is so thin. It's kind of like your kitchen, but just in a in a like in a way worse shape, in like a line. So there's been no space for anything. It's been stressing me out. I've hated cooking. I hate cooking anyway. I was like, I never cook in here. I need to move to a bigger apartment. Yeah. And not that I've ever cooked in my life. And so I was just like apartment hunting and stuff. So we've been trying to just make the kitchen nicer by sprucing it up a bit.
1: I love that. Are you still thinking of moving? Or this is, your staying and making it special and sexy?
2: I think I might stay and make it special and sexy because... It was really funny. We were talking about this on the Patreon and one person's reply to my dilemma of wanting to pay basically like a thousand extra, not wanting to, having to pay like a thousand extra USD a month to move to a nicer area into a house that's like not as nice as mine or like basically just wanting to pay more to move to either a bigger place around here now that I have the children or a nicer area but shittier house. And one girl was like, do it. You're only young once. And then the other girl was like, I'm just going to interject here and say, please don't waste your money, like more money, more than the extortionate amount of money you're already spending on rent in LA for an apartment if it's unnecessary because we're like on the brink of a recession. I was like, "Ugh."
1: I really appreciated her sensible, <laughs> Same, her obviously. sensible weighing in because I don't really have... Neither of us really have people in our lives who have that mindset. I do,
2: but they don't. I mean, both of our partners do.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, but not from the perspective of warning about a recession. No. I don't like talking about the recession because I do very much feel like if we talk about it, we will no, manifest. We will make it happen because everyone will be like, "Oh, there's a recession," then everyone stops spending, and that creates the recession. I know yeah, it's more complicated. Have you heard of
2: like manifestation?
1: We need to manifest an abundant
2: economy in 2024. Yeah. Spend, <laughs> spend, spend. And we do that by spending big. No. So I, yeah, basically I went and looked at some apartments in the area I want to live in and for, well, it was like the one I looked at yesterday was like a fucking prison cell <laughs> and it was um, <laughs> $3,400 US a month, not including bills, one bedroom, 650 square foot and was so dark. And you had to walk through a car park. I was like, no, to get there. Wait, when you're saying 60, hundred fifty, is it? Because
1: my apartment's like 60 square foot. We're talking in different. Oh, we're talking in different measurements. Okay, we're talking in different measurements. Small. We can just say it's very small.
2: Well, 650. It's not 650. Is not 650 like fine for one person? Kinda. That's like a. That's like a one. That. But not for like that much money. Basically, is what I'm saying, and anyway so then i just gave up and then thought that my apartment was cute it is so nice anyway and i just i just need to get out of that mindset of like you know that kind of kiwi aussie mindset of just moving around all the time like we just move about a lot we're just like i've been in this house for one year and i'm like right time to pack up and move to a new place yeah like just settle in make it nicer i get i get like over shit so quickly but you could just you could just make your own place bitter. We tend to be too
1: chill about what it entails to move and just think it's as easy as like I don't know, buying a new outfit or something and it's it's such high stress. It's such huge stress moving house. Having said that, we definitely need to move when we get back. This is my year of <laughs> yeah. abundance. I'm having a year of we can talk about New Year's resolutions, new year, new me. But Mm -hmm. I just want a year of lightness and joy and easiness, sexy, fun. Just everything's felt very serious the last few years. And I feel like I just want to have a very light and happy life in 2024. And that involves getting out of our apartment. It's not actually about even getting into a way nicer one because our apartment's nice, it's just, it's dark, it's noisy. Yeah, it's dark. It's The vi- the vibes are just not good. We need to bring in mm-hmm. very good light energy into the new year.
2: I do think that is, that's my number one thing. The light, mm-hmm. it's so essential, especially being in London. Like even in LA, I, I went to view a place on the ground floor The other day and it was like a little bit more expensive and bigger and I was just like oh this place is nicer I want to move in here and Amar was just Amar was so good for stopping me because he was just like it's literally not like it's it's just not light enough like you, you my house right now is bathed in natural light it's light even when it's a gloomy day and it just changes your mood so much Being you have to kind of be high up yeah and also being high up is good because then like you're not hearing anyone stomping about or singing Exactly. You need to be high up. You need to have good
1: soundproofing. You need to, yeah, the windows, lots of natural light. Um, It is like kind of doable, but when I look, when I look online, I'm just kind of shocked. London in general, I think is just the vibe I get from when you were looking for apartments in LA and I, I could be wrong, but there's like a general level of cuteness or like an understanding of an aesthetic that's quite nice and in London it's just every apartment 90% of apartments are so ugly they have those really ugly like checkered kitchen tiles or those really old school horrible showers with the um you know like the semicircle of glass or like really bad dark gray carpets like it's all it's all very just ugly
2: yeah here there's um there's just heaps of art deco apartments, which is kind of all I've been looking at because yeah. they have, they're really white and they've got like really cool fixtures and they have like really fun bathroom tiles. And um, yeah, I mean, that's where, that's the area I live in. There's like some really, really cute apartments. But then in um, Los Feliz, where I was looking, there's weirdly all these new builds and they're quite feral. <laughs> It's just uh, yeah, it's it's so hard. It's also funny because I just think like being from the countryside, being like country bumpkins. I'm so just not used to apartment living. I, I just, I mean, to be fair, when we say apartment living, when when anyone says apartment living to me before I lived in one, and I know you live in one too, but it's it, we're literally living in like converted houses. Mm. But I I think other people are envisioning us living in like big buildings of like 70 units with yep. like an elevator and shit but we're just living in I'm just living in like you walk in through the front door of a house and up the stairs but it still feels weird I don't like I don't like having people except to be honest I went to my um Ital- old Italian neighbor's house for drinks on Saturday oh that's and really nice that was nice. really cute Community yeah.
1: spirit. I, I love uh, – when Zach and I first moved out together, we moved into that place in Lewisham, and that was, like, a very soulless apartment block, new build situation, and I loved that. I quite – I've always felt like if I was very wealthy, I would my dream would be to be one of those people that, like, lives in a hotel room. I really feel comfort in being in a space with a lot of other people. Um, I'm, like, frightened of being in a home on my own. <laughs> But I don't like hearing people. And I actually don't really like seeing them. I just like knowing that they're there. Makes me feel safe.
2: Yeah, that's very true. Um, One moment, someone's just tried to... Someone's just... (sighs) Someone's just used my Amex to buy something that wasn't me. Oh. So... Think it f- was fraud me. in
1: real time. Often it turns out it was us. I did the same. I got a transaction on my Monzo and I reported it as fraud. Then I realized it was this really stupid app that I'd paid for.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like it's honestly probably me. But I don't think. Oh, maybe it was me. Maybe it was me buying that bin. Was the rubbish bin 186 US dollars? Oh my god! Oh my god! It was. That's great. That's
1: too much for a bin. I feel.
2: 186 USD. What was so girls. special about this bin? It opens up like a <coughs> butterfly. Oh, okay. Get it. It opens out. God. Shit, I can't believe I was about to report fraud on my own bin purchase. You have been... Investing. Spending. You've this been... is what... Yeah, it's the year of... Exactly. Like, but that's the thing. It's the year of living a lovely life. And you should see my hideous ICA bin. And also, the words of advice I follow from my beautiful friend Julia, is buy, wait, buy, oh, there's, like, a slogan. Buy, buy, buy. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) buy, buy, buy. She's basically saying buy twice, like, buy buy cheap, buy twice. So, like, for example, I spent whatever I spent, maybe 25 USD on this hideous eye care rubbish bin, that's going in the bin, that if I just bought this gorgeous, or, like, the – didn't want to buy the litter robot because it's too expensive. And now I've bought two other hideous cat litter trays instead. You know, you just buy the expensive thing the first time. So I'm kind of just doing that, but not doing that. I'm just buying the expensive thing the second time. But I'm thinking about what she said.
1: Yeah, it's a good philosophy. I feel like that about
2: my kettle. There was, I,
1: Have we talked about this? The Alessi kettles, which are like pleated. Oh my God, no. There's a pleated look. They look like sort of aesthetic. I don't know why I bought them. I, I bought them because of in, like I saw them on Instagram and someone told me not to, that they were crap and that they are crap. <laughs> and, I and you still a, bought it? I still bought it. I just didn't believe a, a kettle or a toaster could be bad. I
2: just didn't know how. I was thinking about this the other day, like on the subject of your kettle and on the subject of someone making a chic kettle and just marketing it to us idiots it's such a smart idea because it's things like that like um I want now that I'm like in my kitchen wanting to get new stuff I want like a nice set of pots and pans but Mm -hmm. obviously I don't know what that is because I'm not a good cook and I'm not the kind of person that gets joy out of like finding you know going to a cook shop and, and googling the best fucking stainless steel pan Mm -hmm. cast iron pan or whatever so I was like it's just so genius to find something like that that we have to have but we don't know anything about and then making one look good and marketing it to us in a in like a really millennial friendly marketing way like there's this place and there's this brand in the U.S. called Caraway, and it's pots it's like exactly that it's like pots and pans basically but like really cute colors Mm -hmm. and Everyone was talking everyone's talking about caraway. Like felt for a while that everyone owned them. Like I, when I first moved here, I was like, oh, I need to buy a caraway set and then just talked myself out of it because it was too expensive. And then the other day I went to buy it, was like, fuck it, now's the time. And then thank God Googled did did the did the right thing and Googled caraway Reddit and saw this huge Reddit thread of people being like, This is the shittiest pots and pans I've ever owned. Like I tr- treated it like royalty, like never washed it with any kind of like scrubby brush mm. or whatever, and the things rubbing off after a year. Like we 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 have to be vigilant. We have to be hyper vigilant. That's very good intel.
1: I yeah pots and pans. I do kind of leave that to Z because that's his passion
2: area. But for the more aesthetic things, I need him to tell me about a pot and a pan. But I live in the US. He will gladly share. He's
1: his new obsession is like copper pots because they heat differently. They're better for cooking specific things. Ooh. I know. They look cute as well.
2: Um Well, I just threw my I threw my pans in the bin. <laughs> so now I don't have any.
1: <laughs> so. Oh my god, that is such an us thing to do. Like, I hate <laughs> these ones. I'll figure out the new ones later. <laughs> um we need a new to go back to toaster and kettle we need a new smeg I feel like I'm just not I don't think I'm a smeg girl
2: I have smeg you have smeg only because I didn't know what else to buy and I was doing the thing of of moving here and needing a kettle and needing a toaster and on and to be honest you'd you'd mentioned your bad kettle experience Mm -hmm. and I was just like I can't go there so I bought a smeg white set and then they're on top of the butcher's block I'm looking at them now they are they are cute they do look cute. I mean they are a bit like Jare at the same time. I can't decide if they are I think they are. I think yeah, maybe. <laughs> they look sexy, but they also they feel like like they're not Jare. I'm Jar. No
1: for having them. It's time yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the market is wide open for a new smeg if some enterprising person is listening. A sexy, overpriced kettle and toaster.
2: I think the market's also wide open for, like, um, really cute sets of kitchen utensils, Mm. like tongs. Yeah. And stuff. Agree. I'm
1: very obsessed with the dinosaur designs. Salad. Salad servers. They're like tortoiseshell. They're very cute. These are the... I want to get into my entertaining era, but I just... I don't believe it's this year. (laughs) I believe we're a I few years cooking. off. We have a few priorities this year to get on top of before we get into entertaining.
2: Yeah, I like that idea. So so what, your new resolution is to be silly so, and have fun?
1: Yeah, so a friend of mine does like the one word thing. You pick a word for the year and that's like what you send to the year around. And it's quite a good exercise to do. As opposed to resolutions, because I think when you write, I've at least found when you write resolutions down, it just feels like a laundry list of stuff and it can stress you out. Whereas a word is a bit more, you spend a lot of time thinking about what you want the year to look like and just kind of center yourself around that word. So my word last year was momentum and it was really good because it was, there were things that I wanted to do either creatively or with work or just personally things like exercise where it felt getting on top of it felt so hard. And so i reframed it into my brain of like, you're just building momentum. So it's just about like putting the foundations in place, place to make this easier for you down the road, as opposed to needing to be like a fitness junkie by the end of the year or you know, write a screenplay by the end of the year or direct a thing. It's just about putting the processes in place to build momentum.
2: That's really nice. I know
1: it's a good one. So this year I, we were talking about it and I think my word is lightness and it's, Aww. yeah, I know it's really cute. It's a cute little to exercise. Sure. Um, and it's cause everything I was thinking about just came back to the fact that everything's just felt very serious in my brain and, heavy and high stakes and even getting married this year, I came at it from such a like deep thinking, overthinking, serious way. And work has felt very deep thinking, serious thinking and existential. And I don't know, I'm just ready for some lightness and fun and to not take everything so seriously.
2: Back to 2016, Grace O'Neill.
1: Yes, literally, literally. (laughs) I'm like, I think COVID... I think we're all just now reflecting maybe, or at least I am, on the impact that COVID had. And I feel like it had a really big impact on everyone's existences and brains. And I think for me, I was obviously we were all very indoors. I was reading a lot. I was alone a lot. I was thinking a lot. I feel like I just got into a very sort of, existential overthinking quite serious place in my brain um Mm. and it's time to bust out of that (laughs) prison (laughs) and be (laughs) joyful again
0: hold up
1: What's yours?
2: What, what what would your... Oh, my God. I don't know. It's funny because I feel like mine is... Mine was... I don't, yeah. I don't know. I need to think about it properly because yours is really um, inspiring because mine was basically like kind of wanting to focus myself a bit more or like center myself a bit more maybe.
1: Mm.
2: Something like something around that. Like maybe it's not around focus because that sounds so like... Boring and worky, but sort of around like centering myself in things that I value and things that I care about, mm. and bringing it all back to that all the time, and like bringing everything back down to my values. Maybe because I think with my ADD, I just think honestly, every day that goes by, like you just you just, it's insane how much it impacts every single thing I do in my whole life. Like it's it's just this ongoing learning an unlearning thing about like the whole way I am as a human and it's, which is like frustrating and tiring and um, like, yeah, just mostly frustrating, I guess. Cause it just feels like, I think that, I think, I think for everyone who finds out they have ADD late, you just feel like you've wasted so much time, but then at the same time, like I can't even get meds right now. So I think it's like just this ongoing thing of like now realizing how my brain works, but then also still not really having the tools to be able to like focus it properly or something. So I'm still noticing it just getting everything, just getting away from me all the time. Mm. And I think it's, I think it's things like as simple as like, not even just with work where I'll let work pile up. Like I was trying to think yesterday in the car, It's just like, what even is the best? Cause things, I think being freelance is obviously really hard, especially having ADD. Cause there's so many different balls you're juggling at the same time. But then also it's really good for my, scatty part of my brain that loves having heaps of different tasks to focus on and heaps of different things that are exciting happening all the time like I don't think I could focus on the mundane but then I was just like what even is it that how even would it be what's the best way that you can work kind of thing and I and I was thinking about the podcast and I was like I don't know how somehow with this it just works like it's just like we have this thing we have to deliver every single week and I think having that deadline of like you literally can't really shuffle it around at all. You just mm-hmm. have to be there. I really like that. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. Basically, I can essentially just fucking... <laughs> be Being ADD in the conversation. I can, um, like, get uncentered or whatever. Or get off-centre with everything. Like, even with, like, socially what I'm doing and who I'm hanging out with and who I'm spending my time and energy with. And, and like... I can just be out of the house so often and then just sort of be like, wait, what, what was that even for? Like, what do you, I just, I will just be so busy all the time. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe like taking, and even just like, I think I talked about this on the Patreon and then I was like, did you sound like such a like spoiled brat, but even things like, like traveling and taking trips and just like stopping and just thinking, is this really like something I don't know is this really something that you're going to look back on and really be so thankful you did this or or is it more worthwhile staying home and reading that book you've wanted to read for so long because that will make you feel really accomplished that you've finally done that and that will align with your values of of loving reading and you know
1: a hundred percent it's like it's like being as I don't know if it's as we get older or we're just becoming more aware of time, but you just have to be so intentional with how you spend your time. And it's that idea of – someone said this to me. It's like every, every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So mm. – and that's a really – and I forget that all the time, but it's so true. If you say, yeah, yes – to a work trip because it sounds sparkly and exciting. There's a lot you're saying no to. You're saying no to spending a really nice weekend at home with your partner or you're spending no to like, yeah, resting and and reading and nourishing yourself in that way. Or you're saying no to being well slept for a week or blah, blah, blah. Um, there's, there's just a, a limited amount of time to do <laughs> all the things that we want to do. And I think, um, yeah, being very intentional with that is is definitely something I'm thinking about as well. It's,
2: yeah, it's like I think hard. I think that all the time. Where I'm just <laughs> like, I honestly don't know how people like I see people reading books, and I love reading, and I know that I just feel like people are thinking like, well, if you really loved it, you would just make time for it. But I like, no, I, mean, I think that's true. I don't know how people have time to read books, or it's not that I don't have the time. It's that my brain. I think maybe it's just ADD in, in a way, but it, like my brain feels so busy and cluttered and like fast paced that I just can't focus enough now to like read or or every time I sit down to read I have like a billion other things I should be doing like I'm like you should be working you should be doing this you need mm. to like do this this and this like even it just even now I guess it's like obviously now I'm like trying to buy shit for my kitchen but then it's like you have to buy there's just so much admin being an adult. Like, I'm like, I need to go to the fucking post office. Like I've run out of food again. Like I need to buy X, Y, and Z. Like I need to invoice. I know it's, it's,
1: it's so fucked. (laughs) It's, it's fucked because I think everyone feels that way. And then with, with your, um, with your ADD,
2: is it, it, is it ADD or ADHD? Do you prefer? I have ADD. You they have ADD. See it, Okay. Which is like not the hyperactive strain. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, I, think I-, I was hyperactive when I was younger, but giving, <laughs> giving chill now. <laughs> um, yeah. You're just at
1: like even more of a disadvantage than everyone already is because I've been Away for a week. And yeah, I came with a stack of like four books and said, I'm just going to sit and do nothing and just recharge and read a book a day and blah, blah, blah. And I just have been so scattered and on my phone and on TikTok, then putting it away, then opening my laptop, then thing. And I'm just filling days, not, you know, and there's some work. So then it's like working a little bit, but not, it's all just feeling very, um, yeah, not intentional, like my time is not my own and I'm just being dragged in all these directions and I just feel the same where I think if I just was very disciplined and woke up and put time aside to spend two hours on this and then two hours on that and then another hour on this, then I could just sit and read for three hours in the afternoon. Um, but it's it's fucking hard. It's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard with technology. Like unless you're just insanely strict about it, you just lose hours of your day hours of your life
2: yeah i i don't even know yeah i'm i guess it i just want to know what you know how like you have screen time i want someone to do that for my life though mm. because i feel like i'm i have an instagram thing i have a 30 minute instagram timer and it never goes off until like 11 30 at night and it'll be like you've spent 30 minutes on Instagram. So I'm like, it's not Instagram if I've only spent 30 minutes in a day on it. But I'm like, it sure as hell isn't fucking reading or working. Like, what else are you doing? Like, I'm and it's not TikTok. Like, I don't even have TikTok on my phone. I'm just like, what are you literally doing? Like, I'm just like put doing washing and like wiping the bench and then walking around in circles making a tea forgetting about it going back to the tea like it's like I'm, an, I'm in like in a madhouse like I, that's what I find crazy I'm like what are you even doing like how how I said that to Amar yesterday I was like this is a perfect day in our life for you to see for why when you text me at like 1 p.m my time and say are you free for a call why I say no I'm so stressed out about work And it was because it was 1 p.m. and I hadn't started work, but I'd been, like, at home meaning to work the whole day. Like, I hadn't done anything else. I hadn't talked to him. I hadn't taken the dog out. I'd just, like, been, like, doing errands that needed to be done. I have to say, like, being back in the office for the first time in whatever it
1: is, nearly uh, four four and a bit years, there is just something kind of crazy. I found it very difficult at first being in one physical space where you had to like sit down and be at your desk for eight hours because the freelance life is so you're up and about and you're moving and you're thing. And if you feel like going for a walk, you just go for a walk. And if you want to book Pilates, you book Pilates and the day is just a bit more choppy and changey. Um, whereas at a desk, you're, you're just pe- people's perception of you being good at your job is like being physically there in that space for the whole day. Yeah. Um, but there yeah. is something yeah. about being away from home. You do, you just don't think about that shit that you think about when you're physically in the space you live in that is really, really useful. It's like when you're in an office, you're not thinking, oh, my God, the washing needs to get done. Oh, that needs to be cleaned up. That needs to be put away. I need to do this return. You're just not even in that headspace. I think that's something I'm thinking about a lot for when I get back to London is – maybe not working from home in that way or just doing it one day a week or something. Cause I actually, I actually think it's not good for the, for the mind, the mind yeah. or the spirit.
2: Yeah. I mean, I went to an office today and when I was there, I was thinking, I like, God, it's quite, it's quite a shock after you've like not been in the office for a while, just mm. even having to like get dressed and put clothes on and put, put makeup on. And then I went there and I was feeling like so, aware of my physical physical appearance. Same. I was just like, "Oh my god, I, I feel like I didn't even like look properly in the mirror this morning. Like, does my hair look shit? Does my makeup look crazy? This lighting is so harsh. Like, I need I should have lint rolled my clothes. Like, I was so aware of like being physically in front of someone after working from home for so long, which I guess is is weird. Did you did you feel like that too? That's so I, I didn't realize it until you explained it
1: that way, but I i felt <laughs> when i'm in london working for a i always just feel kind of like pretty even if i'm in sweat <laughs> <laughs> not like pretty like sometimes i know i look like shit but i just i just feel like i look very good and presentable and now since i've been back in the office i'm just hyper aware of like does my hair just being air dried look like shit? Should I be trying to blow dry it nicer? Should I be mm-hmm. thing? Am I yeah, is my do I need to be where I just never wear makeup in London. I should I be wearing makeup every day? Am I well presented enough? My clothes perfectly steamed. Like it's it's literally that thing where you're just not you're not coming your interactions when you're freelance with people are so short and so minimal. It's like the person at the coffee shop or the person on the street. You're not Thinking about those small details
2: <laughs> in the same yeah, way people also aren't like staring yeah people aren't like staring at you as as much yeah. and the lighting is so off in offices so and then off. yeah what do you wear it, it like today I just so badly needed to lint roll and then I wore an outfit thinking it was cold so I had a jacket on and then I needed to take the jacket off but I looked feral with that, with the jacket off so I kept it on and then I was like oh you, your hair looks gross like I had some weird like I don't know sparkly bits somehow from my makeup bag <laughs> that got on my face. And I was like, what the hell is this? Um, but then I was there and, yeah, I hated being there because I was like, I'm hungry, but it doesn't feel like the right time to eat or, like, I want to cough. But I guess it's good. It's just, like, it's you're, it's kind of like a present. It's just making you stay at your desk because, yeah, it's not – you don't need to get up and go to the kitchen and, like, get a snack right now or, like, find a billion other things to be doing during this time.
1: And I think you also realize that we can be very, very, you can be very hard on yourself when you're freelance because it's like, if you just finish your work quickly, then you're free for the rest of the day. So you have this pressure to be hyper, hyper, hyper productive with your time. Whereas when you're in an office, you realize that you need dead time in a day. Like no one is just sitting at their, at their desk every hour being getting the most highly productive output done if you have like a 2000 word article to write and you're sitting in an office, you know that that's going to take you a whole day, maybe two days and that you're going to do some Googling and get distracted and that you're going to get up and go get a coffee. And then you're going to come back to your desk. But because you know, you're going to be sitting at that desk for eight hours, it doesn't feel anxiety inducing. Whereas Mm. when you're home and you're doing that, you're like, why didn't I get anything done? Why haven't I got words done? Blah, blah, blah. If you just did this quickly, you could knock off early and go for a walk or go meet your friends. Like it's, it's a different mindset. The office mindset kind of, I don't know. It recognizes that it, things take time to get accomplished and you've got to talk to people and you've got to sit with something yeah, and you've people got to chat sing. with you. Yeah.
2: And it's nice. It's more collaborative. And it's, yeah. And it's like way, uh, easier to get answers from people. Cause you'll, and the, the back and forth bouncing things back and forth, even with this, like I, I was like not going to go in today. Um, because I just wasn't sure what time we're doing the podcast. And I was also like, well, if I can get out of it, I just will. And then I was like, no, just go in. And I was in there and it just made me feel way more motivated again and like inspired and excited. Uh, Whereas when you're just sitting at home, it's like so easy to forget what you're even doing.
1: I was going to say, did you? I've been surprised by how much I've enjoyed the, the being around people again thing of it having people to bounce back and forth on and being in a a room full of people and like the banter and the thing, it can get quite isolating, obviously. But I just – I think because I think of myself as someone who likes being alone and likes their own alone time, I I felt like it it didn't bother me to be home alone working so often. And then I think being back in the office, I realized that there was – yeah, that part of myself that I was really missing –
2: yeah i um yeah i really liked it there was a guy with a a cap on that says cat dad so obviously we talked for like a long time special about litter robots and that <laughs> um okay so what else what well we had nothing on the agenda obviously girls other than new year's resolutions and casual chats it's the holidays a, a re-centering for the new year i feel what else yeah, what I want to talk more about like New Year, New Year stuff. Like what else do you want to bring into 2024? Do you do anything like um vision boarding or like goal did you do any like goal setting or anything like that?
1: No. I think that's part of the lightness thing is just going with the flow a little bit and just enjoying I, I think I think honestly reading, know we've talked about this a lot, but reading The Creative Act by Rick Rubin has just reshifted my brain so much to this space of just instead of being so outcomes-focused to just wanting to live a nice (laughs) day-to-day life and a creative life in your day-to-day. And so if anyone hasn't read it, the book is – amazing and everyone should buy it
2: I need to finish it gross you need to finish
1: finish it. it oh my god it's so good I
2: stopped reading it when we read it like when we were like talking about it I think I've read like 30 pages
1: you've got to revisit for your new year energy yeah it's just the whole thing is really about the fact that creativity is it's a way of living. It's a way of approaching the world and seeing the world. It's about taking the longer walks. It's more scenic. It's about taking yourself to see a movie by yourself. It's about just going and walking around a bookshop and seeing what grabs you and then running home and sitting and reading that. It's about just living a life where you don't feel guilty about tapping into your creativity. And maybe that relates to what you were talking about with reading. It's like maybe you have a, a guilt around it or something because you haven't given yourself the permission to say this is like the number one priority and actually work comes second to the priority of like nourishing my creative self or whatever um true it's so true there is that like it, there is a switch that happens like in the in the book or at least I found of it just changes the way you look at things and I I I feel like it's it's reframed my brain away from – um, yeah, I used to be very, very – I mean, I don't want to sound too, like, hippie-ish. Like, I've got things figured out because I don't. Like, we all just have periods of time where we get really ambitious and get really obsessive over, like, ex- you know, external validation. But for this moment in time, at least, I just feel very – like, I just want to have – a year of nice days, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. of just day-to-day life looking good. We've had like a lot of stress, not to go into it, but with, I don't know, with um my partner Zach's like physical health and there's, there's just been things that have gone on that have, have added to this like heaviness. And I think that I just want to have a year of things being nice and light and joyful in like a day-to-day sense. And not thinking of the year as like leading to some some specific thing.
2: That's so special. That's really nice because it's just like living. Yeah, instead of also instead of looking forward to something, just like yeah, as you say, living every day, every day having like a nice day. Yeah, (laughs) that's so cute. (laughs) I know, and that yeah, and that is so that is even even like just then. I got home. I kind of got home and was like needed to prep. For the pod but also polly hadn't been out for a walk and a mars here and i hadn't seen him all day because i'd been at this thing and i was like let's just go for like a nice walk in the sun and it's like those little things getting yeah. a little special treat every day yeah um and also like big event we were going to speak about new year's eve and we haven't yet but like those big stupid events that you look forward to because they're supposed to mean something often that's such a let down. and even like ho- i know holidays are great but like holidays when you put so much pressure on them for them to be like the best most relaxing time ends up just not even being that way anyway and you end up like fighting and I think yeah it's really nice to wait what was I gonna say oh yeah New Year's Eve I ended up like getting food poisoning and being in bed by 10 p.m and it felt freeing like it was really weird it was like I wasn't even sad about being I was sad because I felt like dog shit (laughs) but like but wasn't sad about the fact that I couldn't leave the house like it just felt nice it was like there's so much pressure on this to be this really funny evening like you know that like there's all these parties happening you know that everyone's out and everyone's having fun and everyone's having the best night ever and I just I was like god it's so nice to literally drag my ass out of bed lie on the couch for two seconds watch The Curse have you seen it? No I still haven't seen it is it good? Oh my god you're gonna love it. Really? You have to watch it you are okay. you guys are gonna love it okay. put it on with Zach. Yep. And then um, watched The Curse and then literally was in bed by 10, 10 p.m. And then the dog was, like, barking when the fireworks were going off. I was like,
1: happy That's 20, really 24. nice.
2: I mean, not nice that you were sick. But, yeah, exactly.
1: I think it's just that. I think it's slowing down and – there's literally a saying about this. It's like how you spend your day is how you spend your life. Just we can be – so hyper-focused on the future or like some idealized version of the future. I'm really guilty of that. And then, yeah, you just miss all the nice day-to-day things. <laughs> living, living in the moment. Having said that, I do feel like I've been – The power been, of now. The power of now. Having said that, I do feel like I've been very in a a, a basic bitch, New Year's, like, glow-up black hole – of just wanting mm-hmm. to get back on top of skincare, I feel like that really dropped off a cliff this year.
2: Yeah, I was. I'm trying to. I was messaging you, being like, "How's the like rationale skin prep going? Like for the for the wedding? Like what what are you doing?" And you were just like, "I'm not doing literally anything." So we need to get back on our rationale regimes. Back on the rationale I'm gonna prep regime. with you.
1: Kate Belant, unofficial pal of the pod, did a perfectly imperfect newsletter, and she recommended these eye drops that are like nine dollars and she just I said you, that. yeah you put them in your eyes and your eyes just look brighter so I bought them but I'm like those <laughs> little things that just give you a little okay
2: is that a good thing to be doing what do you just put eye drops in for no reason other than to make your eyes brighter what are these
1: yes that's a really good question
2: <laughs> I think you're not supposed to use eye drops unless you need them maybe but I could be wrong I'm gonna bleach my eyeballs <laughs> So I look prettier at No, work. you know how people get, like, addicted to – what would a people – I swear to God I know people who are, like, addicted to eye drops. <laughs> you? you You're winning, doing eye drops down the aisle? I'm going to have to wear, like, like an eye eyes. patch? Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like I've suddenly realized that I've got – this is very me. I, I, I can't deal with having a year to slowly – do the wedding prep thing I need to have like a time crunch oh my god you got to do as much as you can in this short period of time yeah I I don't think I think the whole getting hot for your wedding thing is stupid but in other ways it's just a nice excuse to like I don't know spend money on skincare and facial treatments
2: for sure. Have you seen the Korean facials on um tic- well TikTok?
1: Um are these
2: just Me the saying ones... I don't have TikTok? Were
1: they okay, maybe no?
2: Um, there's this crazy I, I think I don't know if it's an LA specific, it's definitely not an LA specific thing. But like there's these Korean spas in LA. Like Wii spa, which is the one that like Imrata wrote about in her book, and then there's all these Korean facial places and My friends went yesterday who are here from London and it was a hundred USD for 90 minutes. And they did so many different treatments. I was like, I'm actually kind of scared to go because my skin is so sensitive, but they did LED therapy, oxygen therapy where they have this huge thing on, like, um, a huge like space suit thing around their faces. Um, and then they did lymphatic drainage massage, like so many things. Their skin was glowing last night. Amazing. Um, I was trying to get us to book it today, but I was too scared and I wanted to text Katie from Rationale and be like, is this okay for me to do? Um, Because I just am, I'm like very good at fucking, I'm very good at the minute my products run out using anything under the sun and fucking my skin up and then going back on Rationale after like ruining my skin for three months and it taking like another three months to clear.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, this is the thing, like the consistency bit is so important. I've got, so I've got, I've always had milia, which is like these little um, like little bumps under your skin, and the only way to get them out is by extracting them. So I've just been – Zach's mom is trained as a beautician, and we've just been doing um extractions, and they're so painful and horrible. And my skin looks really crazy at the moment, but I've been getting them out. But that's all because I've been slack with – like I know I have a very specific rationale moisturizer I'm supposed to use – all of this stuff and I've just completely thrown it to the wayside and it actually does surprise surprise it <laughs> does have an impact
2: <laughs> yeah the other thing what we what was the like what what did we start talking about Our yeah, weddings oh like deadlines getting pretty <laughs> getting pretty oh you've been on a glow up you've been on a glow up yeah, I kind of haven't. I mean... No,
1: I haven't been on one. I'm aspiring to to get on one.
2: I'm oh, do- me too. Same. I'm doing Obviously a lot of yeah, buying
1: same. random skincare products because I'm on Reddit forums.
2: I bought a dry body brush and I wanted, I've bought one before in the past and never used it. And I bought it a week ago and still haven't used it. But I want to start dry body brushing. Yeah. I also want to start like just at the lowest level brushing my hair <laughs> and brushing it before I get in the shower so yeah. that thousands of I I just find hair all over the house. It literally disgusts me. It like makes my skin crawl. <laughs> but I just can't bring myself to remember to brush my hair. <laughs> so does is does um, it just not
1: get naughty? Because if I don't brush mine before shower after it just turns into a like a single dreadlock. It's it's so I can't,
2: I do get like a big dreadlock at the back of my hair sometimes, but then I will just like use my fingers to get it out when I'm in when I'm doing something boring. Mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just forget. I just honestly can't for the life of me remember to brush my hair. It's it's insane. But um, that's one thing. And then dry body brushing, getting back on the running, signed up for a half marathon, finally, oh girls. Oh, amazing.
1: That's so incredible. It's, in,
2: uh, it's Easter, which I think is like f- early April, yeah. April 5th maybe. Amazing. In, in Santa Monica. Santa Monica, so nice. So... Um, that's happening got some beats by dre wireless like no not wireless like yeah wireless wraparound headphones because the airpods just don't do the job Mm -hmm. and a mini theragun for my sore legs so i guess i'm getting (sighs) back into running properly yeah um this year gonna do a half marathon in april have you got that app my brother was talking about a cute runner's app what's it called strava strava Tell me more. Of course I have Strava. <laughs> it's like, it's literally just like a runner's social media. It's it's like you have all your running friends on there and then it logs your runs automatically. Or you can, mine just syncs to my Nike run club because I'll never not use that because it's got like all my, all my data. Mm-hmm. But it syncs to that. And then you can like add photos and stuff. So heaps of people who I know, who, what your brother will be like so into it, like some of my friends where they take photos on their run and like upload them and like, write captions and stuff? That's so cute. I don't re- I don't really. I sometimes do. <laughs> There's only four I only have four friends on it. I'm quite selective because I don't want anyone to see me on there. Because <laughs> I'm like just straight pea brain
1: That's so nice.
2: Wait, so do you have any other
1: so run half a half marathon that's huge. Do you have any other things that you're wanting to focus on for the new year?
2: I haven't even thought about it because I was so like I was it's it's so it's the third here I guess you're like one day ahead Mm. it's the third here and I was still so sick on the first Mm. so yesterday was like my first day of being a human and then also because I'm in fucking America like it's straight back to work like and also catching up on all the work but I really want to take a second to do a really nice like written out wait I think I actually did write something down Oh, I wrote something about things I want to write about this year. Like, um, awesome. kind of just kind of just personal. Like, I want to write about running, which sounds so boring. No. But I want to write, like, a piece about running. <laughs> I love that.
1: I would love to read that.
2: Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I need to think about it. But I'll try to think about it before tomorrow for the Patreon.
1: Oh, yeah. Nice. You wrote, you said a lot of really nice things as well on the Patreon um, about yeah. things for the new year um so you girlies if you want to hear that you're gonna to have to subscribe that's a good new year's resolution <laughs> subscribe to the patreon Cold
2: hard capitalists in 2024
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was i gonna say the only other thing that i just cannot stop thinking about and refreshing is that today is the day that the epstein logs get released
2: oh my god
1: it's so major
2: okay tell me as soon as that happens and then we'll just talk about it tomorrow
1: yeah, the the only one that's come out so far which like will surprise no one is that Bill Clinton has been named as John Doe 36 and apparently he's on the flight log 50 times. 50. Oh. 50. My god. He is fucking revolting. Oh my god. I know. It's so crazy. So we've got Bill Gates, Jeffrey, oh, sorry, obviously Jeffrey, Wait. Prince Andrew, Bill, Bill Clinton. Bill
2: Clinton. No, so, yeah, Bill
1: Gates, Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, like the big three that everyone kind of knows already. Donald Trump is on there too, I think. But the rest are all surprises. And there's been all these, like, false lists being leaked on TikTok and Twitter, and then this football player accused Jimmy Kimmel of being on the list, and Jimmy Kimmel tweeted him back saying he was going to sue him. It's all, like, quite crazy. I know wow curious
2: curious <laughs> curious i can't wait that's gonna I know. be so fun for tomorrow
1: <laughs> i love this special judge of course she's a woman she was like release them she didn't even have to She was like love. just re- release the tapes
2: um <laughs> all right fun bye girls
1: bye girlies
2: love ya <laughs>